the first cameo from Sam Sam the Tech Man. Sam Sam the Tech Man. And now we do our... There we go. That one was juicy. I really liked the sound of that one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Touching your mic. But, uh, <laughs> you can pull it closer to you. I, I, oh, yeah, because I was so quiet the first episode. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Misfits on Vinyl. My name is Spencer Strykert. I'm an actor, comedian, one of your hosts. I am Aaron. Aaron is also an actor? Uh, no, we talked about this. I'm not anymore, okay. but I'm a podcast host. Were you or were you not in Wrath of Twire, directed by Sam Sam the Tech Man? Yeah, in like, in like 2016. Okay, and were you or were you not in Doctor Face 2, Time to Face Justice? <laughs> yeah, also in like 2016. After. <laughs> Savian Sills directed Wrath of Twilight. Savian Sills, shout out to Savian. Shout out to Savian. We actually just we're just talking about Savian. Were we? Before the podcast started, yeah. We're talking uh, mad shit. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> Alright, we should probably talk about like what beer we're drinking today. Ooh. So this is the uh gloaming. The gloaming Black Pilsner from of course Cabin, Cabin Brewery. The official brewery of uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't know if it's on, I don't know if it's official, but this is brewed, of course, by Sam Sam the Tech Man. He yeah. said this is one of the beers that are almost fully one of his recipes, which is cool. Sam's been there for I don't know how long now, Sam, but a good amount of time, and you've been working your way up. And I've been enjoying drinking the fruits of your labor. So <laughs> I also go. enjoy drinking the fruits of his labor. Ooh, this is definitely dark. Yeah, this is very dark. I like a good dark beer. I think I think we've established that I like dark beers. Mm-hmm. McGinnis boy. I like a good uh, a good a good brown or an amber ale too. I can't say I've had a black pilsner before, so uh, I've had a few of them. Mostly German beers, surprisingly. Um, there's a, there's a really good one that Far does. Oh yeah, uh, I've had that actually. Yeah, um, I really like that one. Um, speaking of breweries, uh, I gotta uh, promote this coming weekend. Uh, I'm gonna be at uh, Confluence Distilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 21st uh, with Connor Christmas headlining. And on the 23rd, I'm at Born Brewing with Dale Ward headlining. Nice. So I got I got uh, a nice couple of dates, and I got some more dates actually coming up. I'm going to be on the road a bit in uh, November and December. My boy is traveling. I'm fucking traveling. Cheers. Uh, let's cheers. We got to get this one crisp. There we go. Ooh. I love the sound of that. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Peace River. Oh, uh, nice. Yep, I'm doing a weekend up there with Connor Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, and then I don't know when I'm doing Lethbridge at some point in mm. either December or January. Exotic. Exotic. <laughs> uh, I'm doing two dates in Saskatchewan uh, as well, also exotic. Nice. Yeah, really taking off the career. You're heading to the Windy City. No, yeah. not Chicago. Not Chicago. Lethbridge. Lethbridge, Alberta. <laughs> The home of Mormons and sadness. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I can't say I've ever been to Lethbridge. I'd have to think about it. It's it's honestly like uh, I I will say what I like about Lethbridge is like the comedy club there is great. Nice, good times comedy club. Shout out to them. Uh, they they're really supportive of the scene. There's like four owners that are all like equal parts owners in it. Uh, I got that. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess what four would mean. Um, <laughs> most cases, <yeah. laughs> most cases. Uh, but they're they're really good. Uh, they they run a really good club, and the audience is super fucking fun. Uh, honestly, really good crowds down there. Nice. Um, speaking of crowds, though, I have a I have a little story to tell you from a right. show that's fresh this for me. Week. I haven't heard this yet. So uh, I every week I host uh, comedy at the Tea House, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, so. It's usually, like, pretty good crowd, right? It's usually uh, an audience of people that are in their, like, mid-30s. Like, like 
early to mid thirties is kind of the demographic, usually a little bit more, uh, uh, a classy, uh, we'll put it like that. Right. Nice, nice hipster crowd though. Pink, pinky ups type people, pinky right? ups yeah, type people. I gotcha. Uh, but like people that want to have a good time and they're having fun. Right. So, uh, there's one table I'm standing by the door and this, this, uh, this, these three people walk in, it's two, uh, blonde girls. And this guy, I don't know what their dynamic is in the relationship, <laughs> but as they're walking in, I was like, oh, you should go sit over there, like closer to the front. Cause I want it to like fill out from the front to the back. Right. Then this girl goes, okay, but like, don't pick on me. And I was like, oh, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, I definitely want to pick on yeah, you. Yeah. I'm now. going like, to now. Is, it's almost an invitation. It's to, almost right? an yeah. invitation to, she walks away and then her friend's like, no, seriously, don't pick on her. She's having a really rough time right now. And I was like, okay, uh, I might pick on you then. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why you're telling me this. Then I get on stage and they're the worst fucking audience members I've ever experienced in my life. They would not shut the fuck up the whole time. They weren't saying anything that I could go off of either. They were just like talking at their table to each other. And they're like right at the front. And so I, I a couple of times was like, hey, like. You want to tell us what you're talking about? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then don't talk. Like, that's <laughs> pretty fucking fair. So, anyways, I had two headliners on the show, though. I, I had co-headliners. And uh, Michaela Chung from Vancouver gets on stage. And this girls are talking again. And Michaela goes, hey, what are you guys talking about? And the one girl goes, oh, she just puked on herself. And she literally just fucking, this girl just launched <laughs> on her fucking shirt. Like, she's sitting front row just <laughs> on herself. But it was, like, one of those, like, baby fucking burnt pukes where, uh, like, it's just dribble. Like, most people would be able to, like, swallow it back down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we've all been there. Like, right? she should have. puke in your mouth. And you she should have kept it in. Held it down, yet. yeah. Yeah. Uh, she should have kept it in just, like, all of the words that were coming out of her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so, she, then, then Michaela's, like, talking to them. They fuck off. Like, these two girls just fuck off and leave. I'm standing by the door, and the guy comes up to me, and as he's leaving, he's just like, hey. And, like, gives me the weakest <laughs> fist bump ever, and you can just tell that this happens to him so often. And, like, the best part about it, though, uh, Siobhan was coming into the venue right at that point, and those girls were walking up the stairs, and they were like, yeah, I just wish that, like, they had said things that were funny. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe if you could have heard what we were fucking saying instead of talking the whole time, you would have heard something funny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've never had an audience member puke on themselves before. <laughs> Does that happen when you, like, walked out? or <laughs> No. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was well, when I opened my mouth. I was yeah. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said. I'm theater handsome. I'm theater handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much in the front row. The back, I look great. <laughs> back, I look phenomenal. So this is why I love that the camera is that far away. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. And we got the wide lens. And <laughs> Sam has zoomed out as far as possible. It actually, you know, does us a lot of favors. I, I, I wonder if anybody is going to comment and tell us how good we look. I was going to say, you know, they say the camera adds 10 pounds. But in our case, I think it adds about 100. <laughs> so really, we're really, really skinny guys. You have no idea. <laughs> how shredded we are yeah i'm huge like i'm fucking like this way not this I'm way i'm yoked yeah <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Anyways, I have a story for you to so I was driving over. Of course, I was late. We were all late today. <laughs> yeah, everyone which is, was late. <laughs> everyone's super fucking late. I live late here today. and I was late. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone was fucking late today, like by a good half an hour. But I was driving and this guy was riding his motorcycle and he had a giant, like, hiker's backpack on. I don't know how many liters, you know. <laughs> they, it's so weird they measure backpack in liters here. You ever know that? It's like, this backpack's 45 liters. Like, oh, thank God. I, I know I can hoard 45 liters of water in this fucking backpack. Anyways, he's got this giant fucking hiker's backpack on his back driving his motorcycle and he's standing up because he can't sit down so he was like ripping on crow child fucking standing up on his what motorcycle like, like weaving through traffic yeah man it was honestly kind of impressive but i hate when motorcyclists weave through traffic it scares oh, yeah. me when so they much. when they lane share or oh. whatever, when they split they split the lane lane split ah oh, it drives me crazy i hate that it's legal in some places like california it's legal to lane split i think you can drive in between the, the lanes yeah. Oh, Sam just chimed in. Uh, yeah. He said it's elite. It's illegal here, which we knew, but we're one of few places. One of few places. Like rats. Rats are illegal here too. <laughs> yeah. For people that don't know, rats are actually non-existent in Alberta. <laughs> yeah. There is actually a rat patrol that kills rats at the borders. I was listening to the CBC the other day, and somebody did a documentary about it. <laughs> yeah. About the how the the rat patrol and how they rarely <laughs> see anything. Like they they get paid money to basically look for nothing because there's none here. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I think like also. So it's funny that there's so many of like them set up along the province and like mm. the borders because there's like some of the Montana border, Idaho border. <laughs> yeah. fucking... well, we had more rats in our alleyway in Toronto than there's in the whole <laughs> province of Alberta. Holy fuck. I remember one time I saw that huge fucking rat. Man, it was the like at least. The first time like, I saw a rat scared me. It was like bigger than my cat, I swear to God. Like it was massive. And then the raccoons on top of that, too. <laughs> Dude, trash pandas were the worst. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Fucking, okay. I, I, I just want to say one more thing about raccoons before we get into it. Uh, the first, so when I first moved in, I went to go have a smoke on the fire escape at our old place. And there was a raccoon that was, like, in the garbage can, but I didn't know how big it was. I just saw its tail hanging out. So I fucking took a broomstick and hit it, and this raccoon was huge. And it came out of the garbage can and just hissed at me. So I kept pushing it with the stick until it fell off of the fire escape into a pile of snow. And then it just looked up at me and went, and then waddled down the alley. <laughs> you remember when I smacked the one on the roof? We were outside. Like, I don't know if we were hacking darts or smoking a drink, whatever we were doing. We were outside on the fire escape, and one came over the roof. And, like, it must have been a rabbit or something because it was like still still light out and it was hissing at us so i got up on a chair and i smacked it with the broomstick <laughs> a couple times it just scurried away from the roof man one thing i found weird about raccoons like people that have never seen them or like i guess we don't have a ton here in the city but they they sound like they're doing like echolocation when they're like the the shit they they they, they the way they sound at yeah. night it's like echolocation they make these weird <laughs> squeaky noises and shit yeah i don't know if that's accurate but <laughs> they that's, make like weird noises and that's, shit. That's a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, for people that know, they know. <laughs> that's not what it sounds like. Um, but they make fucking crazy noises. No, you know what a raccoon sounds like? I don't think it sounds like that either, Spencer. I think that's what a raccoon sounds like. <laughs> I have to brush up on my raccoon noises. But... Woo! 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 Mm. <laughs> Keep trying. 
Whoo, whoo. Okay, that's an owl. <laughs> <laughs> that's an owl. Moo. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's the closest you were today. <laughs> you were today. <laughs> All right. We should probably get into what album we're talking yeah, about Yeah, what album today. are we doing? Also, I like your dinosaur songs. Oh, yeah. So I have, uh, I have dinosaurs on rollerblades, and then I have uh, uh, sharks. Nice. I like sharks and dinosaurs. I like the dinosaur on rollerblades. Those are pretty. I got pretty those sweet. from the Philip J. Curry Dinosaur Museum in Northern Alberta. Oh, Northern Alberta. Northern Alberta. I went and did a field piece on it for Alberta Picnic. Nice. My Telus Optic Television Show, which you should definitely watch if you want to be bored for two hours. <laughs> Good plug. I like uh, that. I like that plug. Anyways, all right. So the album today. The album today. Uh, this is very exciting. It's our, uh, technically, our first rap album. <laughs> technically, yeah. Technically. We, we have, a, we have a, a lost episode. We have a lost episode, <laughs> which... Uh, may be released at some point in time, but yeah. we'll see. We, we should probably tell people it actually has been a week since we recorded our last episode, because mm. we got too drunk last week, and we couldn't <laughs> record our second <laughs> we episode. Got, we got halfway through an episode, and we both said, fuck it, I'm done. And yeah. we stood up and left. We stood up and left. There was no recovering it. Just... Yeah, there was nothing. Uh, so this week, the album that we are doing is Tyler the Creator's Scumfuck Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great album. It is a great album. Also known as just Flower Boy, but the Scumfuck Flower Boy is the OG title. Um, awesome, awesome album. Phenomenal. I'm super glad we're doing this one today. Um, I love Tyler the Creator's stuff but more i lean more towards his more recent stuff so this is right in my wheelhouse this is kind of when i first started really getting into his music mm. um this was like 2017 uh like i said his first year of university i started really listening to his stuff yeah um i can't say i'm super familiar at the time i mean i've i've gone back and listened to his other stuff but this is more in my wheelhouse of the type of hip-hop i like to listen to and the type of music from him I like to listen to. So, yeah. Well, what I think is really funny is I had not heard this album before this week. Uh, fresh, so fresh. It's listen. very fresh. I really enjoyed it. I used to listen to Tyler the Creator a lot when I was in high school. I used to listen to like Goblin, you know, uh, when that album came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listened to Odd Future quite a bit. Uh, the hip hop collective he was in, uh, and like you know, I was a big fan of Loiter Squad back when that was on on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, Yonkers, his fucking yeah. crazy album. I'm a fucking walking paradox. No, I'm not. Three, six, like a fucking triceratops. <laughs> threesome with a fucking triceratops. Threesome? Yeah, I think that's what he says. I thought it was three, six. Did he say threesome or three, six, Sam? I think it's threesome. Yeah, I think it's threesome. threesome. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Which would also, is like, now that you think about it, it's a pretty interesting, uh, visual. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I remember he eats a bug in that. And he does. He pukes. certainly eats a eats a cockroach. He lets it crawl all over him, and it goes in his mouth. Which I don't know if he actually ate one in that album or, or that video or not. I I highly doubt it, but you never know. You never know. He could. It's he's he's fucking crazy. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's got. Also, if you ever get a chance to, if you if you guys watch Nardwar on YouTube, I recommend watching any of his stuff with Tyler the Creator. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome. Him and Nardwar get along really well. They have this weird weird chemistry, <laughs> and it works really well. So I recommend. He's got three or four interviews with Tyler the Creator. They're all fucking hilarious. I give him a watch if I were you. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check 
that out. I mm-hmm. wish I had checked that out before this. Yeah, like the one thing he's like, you put it. I was reading the notes. Uh, spoiler on the episode, but you mentioned his mom's like half Canadian, and there's a great reaction when Narwar drops that fact uh, on Tyler. He's like, wait, how you know that? He like goes fucking crazy. <laughs> and just watch Narwar in general. Like some of the episodes, the one where little Uzi Vert goes running away is so funny. Uh, I don't know if you listened to Little Uzi Vert. No, I haven't yet. In one of his songs, um, Futsal Shuffle 2020, he samples a bunch of his interview with Nardwar as well in it. <laughs> He's got the doot doot loot doot at the end of, this, end of the track. It's fucking really good. That's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so Flower Boy. Yes. Tyler, the Creator's fourth studio album. Mm-hmm. It's a hip-hop, jazz rap, neo-soul album. Yes. It's really cool. I, I honestly really dug it. It, it reminded me a lot of like uh it it reminded me a lot of like Kid Cudi like early Kid Cudi um which I was a huge fan of Man on the Moon was like my fucking jam in grades 9 and 10 so it it kind of made me have that same feeling where I was like ooh I love this like this is this is some fucking deep shit mm-hmm. it's fun it's fun and it's li- it's deep but it's light you know mm-hmm. what I mean it it felt like a really good balance um what I think is really cool uh, is a far more personal album than a lot of his other work. Yep. Well, especially coming off of Cherry Bomb, I think that's a big shift. That album didn't do well, I mean, for him and by his standards, he was disappointed in the work he put on that album. So he shifted his sound on this one. And it's, you know, this is the big moment that progresses to where Tyler is today. Um, you know, he's grown and grown and grown and grown. He's got away from that. Where he started in his career being kind of a shock rapper, shocking lyrics, dark themes, and he kind of moves, um, you know, to more personal content, like you were saying. Um, on this album, it shines through. I mean, I I think this is one of his best albums. I mean, his past three are probably his best work so far. So Yeah, and I would also say, like, it's, it's funny because, like, his early stuff was so shocking. Like, it kind of felt more... Because he was doing that horrorcore thing, it felt more like ICP than it felt mm-hmm. like Tyler the Creator. Yeah, and just dropping like slurs all the time. Oh my and god! Yeah, like he was going for shock value. He was going for shock yeah. for sure. And and people have said that this was his least vulgar album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is like it, it totally is. You can you can uh, he's he's going for uh, actual work in his lyrics. <laughs> One thing I laughed at you put it in the notes. You're like, yeah, it's his least vulgar album, but I can't rap half the song. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I can't rap. sing along. I cannot <laughs> sing along. <laughs> I, I noticed last night uh, at, at my job as a door guy, I was like, th- there's a lot of hip hop that plays at the at the tea house. And I was like, I, I'd be rapping and I'd be like, like, you know, I'm just like, I got to stop. People are going to think that I'm actually saying the word. I can't say it. You got to do what they do on TikTok where they they do a little like they put their finger in front of their mouth when the N word comes on. They're like when they're doing their dance and they're they're lip syncing the lyrics. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like some white girl in like so the suburb. She's doing her little dance to like Playboy Cardi, and the N word comes on. She's like, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of the lyrics on this that I I could not sing. Um, but that being said, he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he said that Max Martin, Pharrell Williams, and Justin Timberlake were musical inspirations for this album. I think the Pharrell inspiration comes through hard on the beats mm-hmm. from like Pharrell's nerd era and stuff like that. Like all comes really hard. The inspiration, you can really um, see it in the music. 
Um, and you can definitely see the Justin Timberlake, uh, like early JT. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can see that in some of the in some of the songs, like the the dancier songs. Yeah, you can definitely feel that vibe coming. Well, through. even just like some of the 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 melodies on the hooks and stuff like that is pretty new for on this album was pretty new for Tyler. Like the hooks are a lot of what makes the album and some of them with the guest features, they sing the hooks most, most times and they really shine through um, with that jazzy sort of, you know, um, they get, he gets the better singers to come in and sing these hooks and they're super catchy. Um, they get stuck in your head. Like how many, like oh I, you were listening to it all week. Like I was listening to it too, prepping for the podcast and I'm familiar with the album, but there's so many earworms. That can just I kinda, get a kiss? Can I? Can you make it last forever? I'm about to go to war. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say it again. (laughs) We might be going to war too. We'll see how this Russia thing plays out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Anyways, there's a lot of earworms that get get caught in your ear. Like who that boy? (laughs) Who that boy? Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, like there's a lot in this, in this album that was like super fucking catchy. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was funny because when I was listening to it for the first time, I was like, I, I actively sat down and just listened to it. And, uh, which is what you have to do when you're doing a podcast about albums. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I thought that it was interesting cause it didn't feel like I was forcing myself to, mm. and, and sometimes with albums, it doesn't feel like an album. It feels like a combination of singles. Yeah. This is a, this is a cohesive album. He actually put a lot of work into making this really run smooth mm-hmm. all and the he, way through. He recorded it like two years Right, he started in 2015, and the album dropped uh, July 21st, 2017. Yeah, yeah. So he he put a good amount of work into making this album and fleshing out the ideas and the sounds. It's also funny because so many songs on this were rejected by other artists. I know we were like, we, I saw you had that written down. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give the rundown here of uh, what was all rejected. Uh, so the beat for I Ain't Got Time. That was originally made for Kanye for The Life of Pablo. Yeah, I was going to say, and he turned that one down. <laughs> he turned it down. I can't imagine what Kanye would do on that. Oh, it would have been so weird. Mm-hmm. It would have been very weird. Donda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he wasn't as weird back then. I mean, he's this week especially, he's oh having a bit of a moment on Instagram. Pretty, yep. uh, I mean, Kanye has a moment like once a month, but this one is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, this month. <laughs> yeah, this one This one took the place of Skeet. This yeah. one took the place of... Uh, he, he was dropping screenshots of him and Pete. Diddy's texts and fucking, yeah, Ooh. doing a lot of cringy stuff in the, uh, the White Lives Matter stuff at his Yeezy show. Kanye's having a bit of a moment and not a good one. No. Um, not a good one. I feel I feel bad for the man. Uh, I can't wait until he comes on our podcast. Yeah, you know what was also not a good moment? <laughs> turning down this fucking turning down turn this down track. beat. Yeah. And then he wasn't even the only person to do it because then Nicki Minaj had it for a month and then turned it down. <sighs> weak. Very weak move. Uh, Glitter was originally written for Justin Bieber. Jay Biebs. And he did not get it because he would not return Tyler, the creator's calls. Mm. Uh, I wish I had that sort of power. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? I wish I had that sort of, like, social status. I could ghost <laughs> Tyler, the creator. Uh, I wish. That would be that would be great. Yeah. I would not ghost him at no, this point. No, I probably wouldn't either. I would be like, I want to grab onto this coattail. I'd probably spend two hours trying to figure out what to text back. I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god. Dude, I, I, I've done that. I've done that, and I hate it. It's like when I send email, important emails at work. I gotta, like, send it to my boss before I send it out. And he's like... <laughs> You know, double checking everything. He's like, oh, make sure, you know, you say this a little differently. I'd probably do that, too, with the text message to Tyler, the creator. I've literally done that with, like, 
because I, I, I have Jim Jeffrey's number, mm-hmm. and uh, if I text him, uh, it, it takes a long time to form <laughs> that text. Think it through, yeah. I'm like, oh, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's not like people are people. I think nobody's yeah. really fucking weird, but we put people on a fucking – it's like it's – like, when you start talking to a hot girl <laughs> on Tinder, dude, yeah. yeah, you gotta, you like, you spend like an hour trying you to think of the most so clever thing to say, long. yeah, dude. And then on, on their end, they're not thinking about you. No, they don't, they, they don't give a fuck. Not they read the all. message and they're like, ah. yeah, famous people are like hot girls. That's yeah. the that's the message here. Nice. Uh, see most you famous in, people are hot girls. Most famous people yeah. are hot girls nice. or hot guys or ugly guys that are funny like mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Hey. We're not famous yet. No. Yet. Yet. But shout out to our fans in Belgium. We actually have some listeners in Belgium. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so uh, other tracks. See You Again was originally written for Zayn Malik, but was letter, later letter <laughs> was later kept after Zayn rejected it twice. <laughs> Which I feel like he hasn't really put out a lot of quality material, so I don't no. know if he's the type of guy to be turning down like quality songs. But Yeah, that's a really good song, too. I mean, that one song he had, though, was pretty big. Pillow Talk, mm. My Enemy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good song. Yeah, that one that one definitely uh I, I remember singing that in a in a comedy car road trip one time. Nice. Uh, uh everyone else hated that I was singing it, I think. <laughs> no, uh, I would hate that too. I, I, I committed to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then uh Who Dat Boy was rejected by Schoolboy Q. Nice, interesting. I love that song too. I didn't even know who Schoolboy Q was until I found out he rejected that song. <laughs> <laughs> he had that one big track, I forget the name of it, uh ages ago. I used to listen to in the dressing room before hockey games when I was like thirteen. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, what the fuck? I blanked there. I'm so sorry. That's okay. okay. Leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Uh, okay. So flowers are a consistent theme on this album. Yep. A uh, lot of references to flowers, uh, different types of flowers, mm. uh, which I thought was really cool, like chrysanthemums. <laughs> you gonna name some flowers? Go on. How many flowers can you name? How many flowers? Okay, petunias, lilies, daisies, dandelions, roses. Um, <laughs> I don't know many carnations. Flowers. Carn- okay, keep going. I'll let you sunflowers. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Petunias. 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 Uh, Arm. <laughs> uh, gladiolas. Like... Oh, he's saying poppies, right? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Sam, Sam said the tech man was just... <laughs> shooting up. Yeah, shooting up. He was doing a charades of shooting up heroin. He was slapping his arm and then injecting a needle. <laughs> it was actually very accurate. I got it pretty quickly. I said First I said arm. And I went, oh, no, he's, he's doing more. He's doing more. You know, the arm plant. <laughs> the arm plant. It the arm plant. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was like a Venus flytrap type thing that just grew arms and just slapped the shit out of everything that walked by? <laughs> what we know now is you know more states than you do flowers. That's I don't true. know any flowers at all. Um, uh, I can't wait until we get to a point where it comes into other geography because apparently I know a lot about geography and I'm nothing else. I'm good with else. capitals, but I will leave that for another day. Yeah, we'll leave that for for when we uh, when we review some uh, Ted Nugent. Okay. <laughs> why Ted Nugent? I don't know. I just I thought you know he's he's a state guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ted Nugent. It is. Uh, okay. So uh, regarded as his least vulgar album, we talked about that. Uh, a lot of self reflection and nostalgia in the lyrics. Mm. Uh, 
feels very heavy and emotionally weighted without being too on the nose. Yep. Uh, like it, it, like we were talking earlier about the, like, you know, a lot of songs you can dance to. Yeah. Uh, you can feel really good while, you know, listening to it. Um, cool fucking side note about the album art. Uh, Eric White designed the album cover and Billboard named it one of the top album covers of, uh, 2017. Mm, it's, it's really nice. I mean, get a little, I know the camera can see it, but just looking at it. Great colors. Great colors. It's been named Surreal. I like the little Lambo in the bottom of the... Mm, driving the down the dirt doors. road. Yeah, with the suicide doors. This is my life, homie. You decide yours. <laughs> it's on the inside. Oh, nice. I've never seen the vinyl before. There's actually... Uh, it, yeah, the inside is very interesting because I just read that uh, today. Um, you want me to read what it says? Yeah, read what it says. An amazing photographer, and I took some sick photos. Actually, can you stop? <laughs> can you read it as if it's a children's storybook? <laughs> putting me on the spot here. <laughs> like George Bush around 9-11. Here we go. An amazing photographer. Mr. President. We got- An amazing photographer, and I took some sick photos for this album that were supposed to go here, but here, but her agents are what the fuck ever. I can't read this right now. <laughs> do you want it. me to do it? Yeah, I'll let you read it. Okay. I can't read right now. Apparently, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it in a. Uh, I'll do it in a George Bush as well. <laughs> Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. An amazing photographer and I took some sick photos for this album that were supposed to go here. But her agents, or what the fuck ever, said that it couldn't happen. So I relied on cell phone pics. Love you. Asterix, 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 comma. Next time, equal sign, bracket. Album photos here. (laughs) <laughs> album photos here thank you see reading that reading that the first time i thought i was dyslexic it just turns out it's really really hard to read <laughs> i thought i was i thought i was dyslexic reading that but i guess not uh how was my george bush <laughs> terrible but okay. that's okay you and your impressions are not great I, you know what i can do some really well <laughs> Others not good at all. So we've learned New Jersey's no good. Your Boston is horrendous, and your <laughs> my Jersey- Boston is fine. <laughs> I got a wicked fucking Boston. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Um, let's talk some of the features on this yeah, album. Yeah, a lot cause... of features on this album. Uh, we got uh, right off the top, uh, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, I love Frank Ocean. Uh, I'm a big fan too. Big fucking fan. Uh, you got Little Wayne. You got ASAP Rocky. Uh, you got Jasper Dolphin of Odd Future and Jackass, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool that he's in Jackass. Yeah. And his dad is in Jackass. Uh, and then uh, Jaden Smith, yep. another feature on this. Uh, Rex Orange County, mm-hmm. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey's having a huge moment this year. Uh, he dropped a new album, and he's got a song on the radio right now, Bad Habit. And I forget the name of his album. I think I wrote it down, Gemini something. Uh, mm. uh, maybe I yes, didn't. Gemini Writes. Yeah, so he's uh, he's having a big moment this year. He's um from the internet, uh, not the platform, Just like but, us. The, but the band. Uh, he was the guitar- He's not from the World Wide Web, but he's from the band called. He's a guitar player, and uh, he's all over this album. And like I said, he's having a huge moment this year. If you uh, get a chance to listen to him, I fully recommend it. "See You Girl" is a track from 2015. Mm. Awesome song. I used to listen to that on repeat. 
quite a bit in my last year of high school. I I recommend it wholeheartedly. 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 Uh, I I will say this. My one my one funny thing about this album is uh, Little Wayne's. Like I just find Little Wayne hilarious every time. Mm. Uh, but he has a line where he's like, "Some drop science." I'm dropping English. And it's just, it's funny because it's just the way that he says it made me laugh so hard the first time I heard it. Yeah, he's got some great bars. I watched a video actually a little way today where uh, he, someone was reading him his lyrics and he didn't realize he wrote it. And he was like, oh shit, that's fire. It was his own <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. He was like reacting to his own lyrics. He's like, I wrote that? He's like, <laughs> he's like, safe sex is the best sex. So you don't get that late text. I'm late text <laughs> something like that. he's like ah shit i wrote that damn he's like like, like he forgot that he wrote that bar yeah but like actually though how many how many artists do you think remember every well that's true and song they wrote little right? wayne's got a lot of fucking he's got a songs. fucking lot yeah because he is also he's also written a fuck ton for other artists mm -hmm. he's got tons of features and he's got tons of his own personal albums so uh little wayne's got a lot of music it's tough to remember them all Lil wayne Lil wayne Lil wheezy Lil wheezy Lil wheezy all right, let's talk about Tyler the Creator. <laughs> also, your little Wayne act, your little Wayne impression is not good either. I'm We're learning little everything Wayne. today. <laughs> he sounded like a like an old Jewish woman that's been smoking darts for forty years, a pack a day for forty years. I got the hot scoop for you. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like a receptionist in a movie. Yeah, like a I'm 80s like the movie. lady from Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sullivan, <laughs> Michael Sullivan, Michael. Sullivan. Sullivan. Mm. I think it's. I think his name is Mike Wazowski, and then Sully. But close enough. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time yeah, since I've seen here. that movie. All right, so let's learn about Tyler the Creator. He was born March sixth, nineteen ninety one, in Hawthorne, California. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a Nigerian father with uh, Igbo ancestry, which is a uh, ethnic group in uh, Nigeria. And an American mother of mixed African-American and European-Canadian descent. Uh, so he's a little Canadian. Nice. He's a little Canadian, which is cool. Yeah. I uh, think that's the, the second half of his career, the real good parts. That's all of his Canadian side That's the Canadian out. side yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's never met his father. Mm. At age 14, he taught himself how to play the piano, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and then he attended 12 different schools in his 12 years of his education. Damn. Uh, he was kicked out of the drama class in grade 8 for being too hyper. Wow. And he was not allowed to join the band because he couldn't read sheet music. But how many of those people in that band are Grammy winners now? <laughs> That's true. Also, I was allowed to join the band and I could not <laughs> read music. <laughs> I, we talked about me being in a band, in the school band in my first episode. One time we you did... You played the xylophone. I know, they did a test. He tested, like, he'd give you notes to play. And this is embarrassing, but the, on the xylophone it tells you like what note is each thing and he, he was telling me to play it and I couldn't fucking do it in front of the entire <laughs> class like 60 kids he's like alright play a C, C or whatever and I was like Ugh. oh that's so fucking yeah, yeah I tried I tried to did, I tried to get out of class before it happened I was like uh, like I gotta go take a piss like, and I was just gonna bail but it Ooh. 
he made me stay yeah and i got thoroughly embarrassed my Ooh. my asshole's still clenching up thinking about it i uh, hate those memories that sink in so deep well it was like 60 people all staring at oh! me. yeah i to be fair i was not pulling my weight i could give less of a fuck about band but still yeah i feel like uh i feel like since you were relegated to the timpani and the xylophone <laughs> the xylophone <laughs> yeah. um Okay, so after high school, he worked at FedEx for two weeks, and mm. then at Starbucks for two years. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. He was stealing Danishes. If you watch the... I think he's on Jimmy Kimmel or something, he talks about getting fired for stealing Danishes. Who didn't steal if you worked at, like, a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like, you gotta everyone, sneak a drink every once in a while. You gotta sneak a drink, yeah. you gotta sneak a fucking food. Like, so you're not getting is, paid You're enough. not a thief for doing that. No. Especially from Starbucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the corporations. <laughs> like, I mean, we just, I just bought everybody's Starbucks, and it was like, like, like 18 bucks for three fucking coffees. It, it was delicious. Yeah, I'm it was good, lie. though, but very pricey. I stole a lot when I worked at Starbucks. Mm. Sam has just admitted to a crime. Yep. Good thing uh, he's not on the mic. Yeah, he uh, committed a felony. <laughs> he um, did. <laughs> We're going to no, report. Man, I stole from. <laughs> we're gonna report him uh, after this episode. Uh, we're gonna report him though to the Alberta Workers Union. So if you guys we're looking Wimis. for we're looking for a new uh, sound guy, <laughs> you can send your resumes to Misfit on Vinyl Pod at, at gmail.com, gmail.com yeah. which is actually our, our Gmail. But no so. one's gonna answer the email because Sam's gonna be in jail. So <laughs> <laughs> Sam's gotta vet the new replacement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna train him. He's gonna fucking train him, <laughs> and then he goes to jail. Uh, 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 okay, that's great. I'll get you a lawyer, Sam. Don't worry. Um, it's in the budget. It's in the budget. Uh, not that anything else is in the budget. No. We're still... Uh, when we refer to the studio, we're referring to my studio apartment. So, um, mm. Okay, so he co-founded the alternative hip-hop collective Odd Future in 2007. Yeah. Uh, and then December 25th, 2009, self-released his first solo mixtape, Bastard. Uh, it ranked number 32 on Pitchfork's list of albums of 2010. Hmm. It's pretty dope. But then uh, February 11th, 2011, he released the music video for Yonkers. And that really fucking took him off. Yeah, that shot him right into fame. Um, I mean, most people have seen the the video. I mean, it's been like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. But um, it was – it's – uh, I guess the image is pretty jaunting when you watch it. Like we talked about earlier, there's a cockroach crawling, crawling, like crawling all over him, yeah. and he goes in his mouth, and he's, um, you know, he fucking hangs himself at yeah, the end. Yeah, that was a really disturbing part of it. Yeah, yeah. So it shot him up to fame, maybe not for all the right reasons, but yeah. it certainly got him an audience uh, and got him people. Uh, I mean, people listening to his music and you know exploring Tyler the Creator. And right after that, after he got that fame. Loiter Squad got their own TV show. Yep. Uh, well, the Odd Future got their own TV show, Loiter Squad, which was on Adult Swim. Uh, it ran for three seasons. And then they toured North America and Europe in uh, March and April of 2013. Mm-hmm. So they really just used that momentum and kept going. Uh, his other TV show, Nuts and Bolts, premiered on Viceland, and it focused on stuff that he thought was interesting. Mm. Uh, or that he was passionate about. So it could be literally anything. It could have been cooking, like, whatever. Whatever he wanted to focus on that week, that was what he did. Nice. I, I've never watched that show. I did watch Loiter Squad. And one thing is, I guess, important when you talk about Tyler, the creator, is also the appeal of his personality mm-hmm. um, and his fashion. I mean, a lot of people love the golf clothing brand and his 
personality, his like I don't give a fuck attitude, um, and like you know he's funny, yeah. he's outgoing, he's you know willing to you know cross boundaries or do things in the you know sense of making people laugh. He has he has absolutely no fear when it comes no, to that. No, no. So that's also one of the appeals. Not only musically is he, I'd say he's pretty fearless, but also personality wise and as a human being, he's pretty pretty fearless. So yeah, and and I I remember the first time that I saw him on TV, he was on Ridiculousness. And that was <laughs> great TV show. Great no. TV show. Uh, but he was actually funny. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. That was like, that was when uh, the first time I saw Mac Miller also mm. in like a conversational setting. Um, so he uh, is considered uh, like alternative hip hop, bedroom pop, jazz rap, neo soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but when he started out, like we mentioned, very horror core, he's transitioned throughout his career uh, which has been really cool to see because uh, I think that he's done it in a way that has actually been organic. I yeah. think a lot of artists will, like, do it way too jarringly, and he, he did it smoothly. Like, this album, like we were talking about before, is kind of that transition period. Yep. Yeah, it definitely is, um, you know, what? well, we've talked about it quite a bit, but this is the big turning point for his music where he also gets more critical acclaim and, you know, starts, you know, getting some recognition from, like, the – you know, from the Grammys and from other big music magazines and stuff like that. He was nominated for album of the year with yep. this album. He lost a damn, I believe. Yep. But, uh, you know, he started getting that recognition, which he won. Which he won a Grammy. I bet recently. that when that happened, he went, damn. <laughs> probably. Or probably not, because I don't think he cares that much. I don't but, think he cares at all. No, but he um, did. He did. He did start <clears throat> to get more formal recognition with this release. Than previous previous releases, yeah, and and I think that because it was like we might as well just move on to reception because we're kind of in it now. Yeah, the like it debuted at number two on the Billboard mm-hmm. uh, charts, which is crazy. It sold a hundred thousand uh, sales, or it was a hundred thousand sales in its first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, certified platinum in the U.S. It's been certified a, like golden platinum and all that in other places too. As we found out, the fucking rating system yeah. is different everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say this: when I say platinum, I mean in the U.S. because that's a million sales. Platinum in Denmark means thirty thousand. Mm. So it, there's you've you've done your research now. I've done so, my research yeah. now, um, and it stayed in the top two hundred in both 2017 and 2018. Nice. Um, it's honestly like we've we've mentioned, uh, you know. Nominated for a Grammy, lost to Damn, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that was that was a really good year for a rap album. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was a lot because it, it was Damn, it was that. Uh, fuck, what else was that year? I'm trying to think. Uh, I was actually looking at it yesterday. Sam's gonna look in. Uh, one thing we can touch on after this too. Um, I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about it. But it's a big theme on the album we got to talk about. Mm. Um, but he lost. He lost to Damn. But there was a couple other big releases which we're trying to pinpoint right now. Uh, Man, that's your poop face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, is. it is. We're just gonna fill. We're gonna fill the next thirty seconds while Sam Google's. We'll fill it. Oh wait, you know what? We could fill it with. Uh, I'll tell you my raccoon sounds. <laughs> no, we've already done that. I know what raccoon sounds like that's been now. Enough, that's been enough fillers. Um, <laughs> Sam, 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 the tech man, Sam, 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 the tech man. If he can't find it, no one can give us the answer. Sam, Sam, the tech man. He's got it up on his phone. 
2017 Grammys best rap album Actually, of the year. Actually, it'd be 2018. I think it was 2017. Nominated for 2018 Grammy for best rap album. So it'd be 2018 Grammy rap album. I don't know. Uh, we will doing some editing here. Uh, I don't think that this is getting cut. This is fucking great. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's just the Grammys are so with Oscars and shit. You just like Google the year and the category. It gives you everything, but it doesn't do that. Yeah, you know why? Because the Grammys change their uh, categories every every like two years. Because like there used it was to be... 2018 Best Rap Album. You were right. Yeah. Um. I, you know how I know that. Wikipedia. Oh. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Nipsey Hustle, Cardi B, Mac Miller Swimming. Mm. Nice. I got it now too. Jay Z four four four. No, Mac Miller Swimming was nah, it's twenty. It's. I got it here. I got it here right now. So let's go back in and ready. Okay, <laughs> we got this. Ugh. All right. So the nominees that year for rap album of the year were Jay Z four four four. Um, you know, famous song story OJ Migos Culture Bad and Bougie. Mm. Uh, you had Rhapsody uh, Lila Wisdom Tyler the Creator Flower Boy, and then the winner, of course, Damn Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it I I personally feel came down to this album and Damn. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. I I would say out of those, uh, Damn is great. Yeah, damn is a great album. Bitch, I, be humble. Sit down. I would, I would say, I don't know. Personally, I lean more towards Flower Boy or Jay Z four 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 four. But that's just my personal opinion. I would, I would lean more towards Flower Boy. I would say in terms of holding up. Yeah, I especially. think, I think Damn might be one of Kendrick's worst albums. I feel like they should do the Grammy, uh, like three years after it's released. Yeah, well, I feel like... See how it holds up three years later. I feel like the damn win was because Good Kid, Mad City lost to Macklemore. I feel like that's probably why they gave... I mean, T-Pap also I, I mean, yeah, I know To Pimp a Butterfly won, but I feel like uh, damn was not Kendrick's best work. Mm. So, personal opinion. No, 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 that's fair. Don't, uh, don't, don't murder me or dox me. Uh, just how I feel about it. No, it's okay. Just nobody pray for him. Yeah. Mm. Ah! Okay, so... Uh, now let's talk about, uh, okay, we talked about track list and notable albums. Uh, we, uh, we both love November, mm-hmm. and uh, your other favorite is I Ain't Got Time, yep. and I sent the video to the boys yesterday in the group chat. I have this, I guess, I think it's pretty funny, but me and my brother <laughs> were killing a centipede, and my brother was playing I Ain't Got Time, and at the end, I like whack the centipede a couple times, and it's, Dude, it took keeps you guys going. a long time to I kill know. that well, thing. it fell on me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross, uh, but Ain't Got Time is one of my favorite, and one thing, like I said before, we really should talk about is... Tyler's discussion of his sexuality on this mm. album, that's probably one of the main overarching themes. Uh, I don't know if we wrote anything in and about it, um, but he talks about it quite a bit. And, you know, it's still kind of muddy what Tyler the Creator's sexuality is, I guess. But we know that he's either gay or bisexual, whatever it may be. But he openly discusses it on the album quite a bit. Um, I think he's bisexual. Yeah? I think he's bisexual. Nice. I know that I'm speculating and I'm not trying to assume like his sexuality, but I think that he's bisexual. Yeah. I think I think that uh I think that it's harder though for people to say that they are bisexual because both the straight and gay community kind of don't take bi bi people, especially bi men, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he talks in 
a lot of it's coming to terms with sexual, but also talking openly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it's one of the, I guess, the main theme of the album. He mentions it quite a few times. Um, I like that he shouted out River Phoenix too. <laughs> Passenger <laughs> white boy, I look like River Phoenix first. Happy birthday! I like that. Been line. kissing white boys since two thousand and four. This is twenty fourteen, I think. Well, no, he said two thousand four. Yeah, two thousand four. He said oh four. Oh, he did say oh four. Yeah. yeah, nice. I was in grade four then. Nice. You were kissing white boys back then too. I was yeah. actually I, I was kissing white girls at that point. Nice, but I I like that Tyler is so open um, about you know his figuring out what he is, especially because of his past where he was controversial for using, you know, gay slurs. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the one big knock on him. That's why, you know, my fun fact is, you know, he was banned in the UK and New Zealand uh, for not only for saying gay slurs, but also people think he incited violence. So he was banned for the UK for four years, never did a concert in the UK for four years. Uh, I don't know if he's been back to New Zealand. I know Australia had a little bit of like an unofficial ban. But... Which is weird because Australians are kind of homophobic. I know. <laughs> I know, but he had a... So like Tyler, like he he kind of shifted his image on this album and he was more probably open with himself and open with his audience um, about who he was. So I think it's one of the most important parts of the album. Also important at the time um, in hip hop music. Uh, mm. I mean, Frank Ocean was also having a moment at that time. He's a good yeah. man. Uh, so hip hop's views on homosexuality. Even now you have Lil Nas X yeah. and you have, you and know, you know what? I fucking love Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. I actually really, really a dig his music, but B I love when he pisses off like, really hyper-religious people. So it's, I think it was the start of a shift in the culture where, you know, hip-hop previously, not that I'm an expert or anything, but I feel like there was a bit of a homophobic uh, or, like, sort of, you know, mentality there in lyrics and things like that, people trying to prove a point. It's true. There was a hyper-masculinity about Mm -hmm. about, uh, hip-hop. And And, and you hear it with, like, all the old, like, NWA stuff and... Uh, honestly, it was kind of weird because I, I I I can't think off the top of my head any any homophobic stuff from Biggie or Tupac. No, uh, but Eminem for sure. Like every song, he would be like, and this f- and this, f-, and you're just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a shift in the culture, which I think you know I wouldn't say it completely started with Tyler, but Tyler certainly had a big. Um, you know, big influence on it. Like I said, Frank Ocean as well to where we are today with your little Nas X's and other artists like that. So I think that's a really important thing to talk about, uh, when it comes to this album, comes to flower boy. Um, yeah, I, I would totally agree, which I think also plays a little bit into the title too. scumfuck flower boy. I think it's kind of the two parts of Tyler. Um, I think that really represents the two, two sides of him. You know, he's got his nice, sweet, sensitive side and then he's got this side that's loud and um says what he wants can be you know some people consider it obnoxious whatever it may be i think it's the do the the dual sides of tyler um Mm -hmm. in the title um and you get a little bit of that on the album too and on the tracks um like you know you got gritty tracks like who that boy and ain't got Mm. time and then you got see you again in november and all these songs that are a little bit soft slower um so i think he really is coming to terms with who he is a little bit on the album yeah no i can definitely see that I want to I want to jump ahead here. Yeah. Cuz uh we're talking about 2017. Mm-hmm. It's a fun fact that I I learned about 2017. Uh so the Eurovision Song Contest takes place in Kiev, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was won by a Portuguese entrant, Salvador Sobral, uh for his song Amar Pelos Dos. And I listened to it. Nice. How was it? It was fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking really good. I, I'm going to say that that's my wreck for people. 
Mm. Check that song out. Nice. It's very I, fucking you, nice. You gave a recommendation. I gave a recommend recommendation today. Yeah. Very wholesome. Today. Very wholesome. Are today. we wholesome today? We're a very wholesome. Fucking look at us. Crew. Be, look at us being serious. And then there's Sam sitting cross-legged <laughs> on the floor, also being wholesome. Yeah, it's I, a very wholesome. There's a nice feeling in the room today. There's a, incense burning. Yeah, um, uh, that's to cover up the smell of my bunny's pee. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, okay, so. Uh, we got to get to the review of the album. Yeah, we're getting to the end of the time here. Hey, we're Sam? getting to the end of the time. Yeah, okay. uh, my one fun fact I was going to say, uh, Jaden Smith and uh, Sam Sam the Tech Man share the exact same birthday. Do they really? That's a nice fun fact. Yeah. And also, Jaden Smith is good on that song. Yeah. Well, usually I'm not a big Jaden Smith fan, but he's, all, he's also got a good feature on this album. Jaden so. Smith can drop bars. He so. can. It just depends. I mean... I, I have a strong hate for Will Smith now, so like most people. Yeah, um, I you know what? I don't necessarily hate Will Smith. I just think that I hate Jada. Mm, a I lot. think I think they're both insufferable. I think that they're both insufferable, but I feel like I feel like he's been emotionally and mentally manipulated for so long that mm. he's at a snapping point. They're both Hollywood hypocrites. Yeah, yeah they, they're, they're both Hollywood, Hollywood hypocrites. hypocrites. Sam said it best. And I think I mean the the one knock on Jaden right is he's you know, grown up rich and had, you know, he doesn't really, you know, I wouldn't say he's, he's grown up in high fashion rather than coming up from the bottom, yeah. whatever it may be, but that you could knock anybody for that. That's, you know, was famous. And, and, and I famous. do, I, I yeah. love knocking people for that. Cause like, I personally think like, like there's those of us who grew up in like, uh, like shitholes mm -hmm. and then there's like middle-class, but then there's like fucking like rich, rich kids. Mm -hmm. They're never like normal. No. You know what I mean? Like they're never normal. They're never. They never grow into adults that are functioning properly. Mm. There's always something fucking missing. I could get that too. Yeah, I understand that. And and Jaden, one thing I guess I like him when he's with Tyler and ASAP. Like he's in the music video for Potato Salad. It's also a little cameo. I don't know if you ever listened to Potato Salad. It's a great track. Another recommendation for me. Uh, they just <laughs> dance in front of the Eiffel Tower, and Jaden Smith is sitting in, like a nice classic car. Anyways, let's get to the review. <laughs> okay, let's finish up. Today. Let's wrap this bad boy up. I'm laying down on the couch now. I'm getting cozy. All right. Uh, that's good because it's a wholesome episode. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we review it on technical element, musical element, lyrics, reception, album art, and does it hold up? Uh, we give it a score out of 10. Okay. First off, technical element. I would honestly rate this probably like an eight and a half out of 10. Yeah. I mean, the beats are consistent. And they're all fucking good. Very consistent. Um, I go, I'll go an eight on it. Eight? Uh, I can't, I can't differ too much from you cause I really love this album. So yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll say 8.25 right now. 8.25. All right. Musical element. Mm, I'd say it's pretty good as well. I mean, I'll give it a, an eight. I'll stick with it. Eight. Eight. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to go eight and a half as well. So that we're still at 8.25. 8.25. All right. Uh, lyrics. I would say honestly, probably seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse. I might go a little bit lower. I might go seven. Um, just cause I mean, some of them are obviously there's some of the songs that he hits a little bit harder. Um, but he also just raps about random shit sometimes too. Yeah. So I'll give it a seven. Um, 7.75 is what we're at right now. Reception. It was received very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, not as well as the other albums though, that we have reviewed so far. Yeah. So we have to, we have to factor that into account. So I would say six out of 10. Yeah, I can. I'll, I'll agree with you. On yeah. That. So now we're, now we're down to a 7.25 yeah. for the album. Album art, I'm giving it a nine. Giving it a nine. Uh, I'll give it, I like it a lot, but compared to some of the other ones that we were giving in that same wheelhouse are much more iconic, at least now in time. Mm. So I'm going to go much lower. I'm going to give it a seven. Mm. Okay, so we're, we're at like seven and a half right now. 
Does it hold up? Absolutely. I would say yes. So, okay, going on this metric, seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten. I don't know how you're doing this math in your head. But, but doing I, it really quickly. <laughs> I, I actually, I the one thing that I'm good at is simple addition. Nice. Really I, quickly. I love that about you. Bro. Yeah. I, I can that. I can average things out really quickly. I love that you're um, good at math. All right. Well, uh, that's the end of the podcast. That's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> that's it. That all. That's it. That's all. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>